Hi, welcome to episode 494 of the Fantastic Forecast. I'm Dave Elliott, and I'm a short-fingered Vulgarian. Today it's Fantastic Four, Volume 3, Number 65, a.k.a. Fantastic Four, 494, from March 2006. Small Stuff, by Part 1, by Mark Wade and guest artist Mark Buckingham. And so we start a new storyline called Small Stuff, which I don't think it's about Donald Trump's small hands. The story starts in the kitchen, and that big bug creature from another dimension, from like four or five issues earlier. I thought Mark Wade forgot all about that, but he didn't. The bug is eating a bag of Ben's cheesy chips, and Ben is about to smack him with his shoe. Sue comes in and finds Ben trashing the kitchen. Ben says they have a bug problem, and they need some raid. And Reed says, Impossible. The entire Baxter building is subsonically vermin-free. I have an elaborate shielding system in place. Ben reminds Sue and Reed of their trip to the Latoyaverse. Not the actual name, by the way. Oh, we do know that Michael Jackson isn't really dead, right? But he's retreated into his Latoya Jackson personality full-time, right? So anyway, Reed corrects Ben and says that it was the Laviaverse. Ben says that's how the bug got in. Meanwhile, out on the street, there's a traffic jam. Johnny's in the car with a co-worker, and he gets a little hot under the collar, literally, because his head starts to flame on, causing the tourist in the next car over to freak out. Johnny just pulls his car over and parks wherever he wants to, because he has this thing he puts on the windshield that says, Fantastic Four, Universal Parking Permit, signed by Mayor Bloomberg. Obviously, Reed has donated a lot of money to Michael Bloomberg. I don't know if that makes Reed a Democrat or a Republican. It's just one rich prick doing a favor for another rich prick. Johnny grabs his co-worker and flies off with her. And back at the FF headquarters, Reed and Sue are finding out that Johnny signed a deal to license away their unstable molecule technology. Sue seems outraged, but Reed is dismissive, and he's like, well, you put him in charge. And he goes back to working on trying to find that bug creature. The two other Weasley FF Inc. executives are grinning, as they've gotten Johnny into trouble just like they wanted. Sue, she runs off to find Johnny. While Reed has his tracker to find the bug, he's tracking it by his DNA, he attaches the device to Ben and tells him that he needs to search the ventilation systems. Ben points out the fact that he's a little too big to fit into the air ducts. And you know, since Reed can stretch, isn't he the appropriate person for that job? But now, Reed has another idea. He's got Dr. Doom's shrink ray, and he's going to use it on Ben, who still doesn't think that's a very good idea. Ben mentions the weird, unexplained attack on the kids a few weeks ago, and maybe the bug was involved in that, so Ben has no choice. He has to go through with it. He allows Reed to zap him with the shrink ray. Now, why are they using Dr. Doom technology? Why not call Hank Pym or former FF employee Scott Lang? Why Dr. Doom's shrink ray? So Ben is shrunk down to where he's about three feet tall. Instead of titling this story Small Stuff, they should have called it Small Thing. He's like a munchkin-sized rock monster. He's adorable. Reed lifts him up and puts him in the air duct. Meanwhile, Johnny and the FF executives are visiting the offices of Mr. Suardi, the fashion guy, 
and Johnny is demonstrating on a piece of cloth made of unstable molecules, showing how it can't be burnt, and mentioning how it could be sold to make uniforms for firemen and policemen to protect them. Now, the fact that Reed has been sitting on this technology for years and not using it for protective clothing for policemen and firemen, doesn't that kind of make him a dick? And, you know for a guy who's supposed to be some kind of fashion mogul, Mr. Suwarti has the worst designed office I've ever seen. He's got a plant, and he's got a chair. And that's it. A big room with one plant, one chair. He doesn't even have a desk. You would think that if you're some kind of fashion designer guy, you'd have an office that is well designed. Or maybe Mark Buckingham just got lazy and only wanted to draw a chair and a plant. So Mr. Suardi takes a piece of cloth from Johnny and heads into another room. He gives it to a sci scientist and tells him to reverse engineer it. Meanwhile, the two scheming FF Inc. executives are relishing the idea of getting Johnny in trouble. Back in the Baxter building, little Ben is crawling through the air ducts, so adorable, so cute, trying to find that large bug. And because he's smaller, Ben's voice is also higher pitched. He's like It's like he's breathed in some helium. This causes Reed to laugh and ask if Ben will say, it's clobbering time in his new voice. Ben tells him to shut up. And when he rounds the corner, he finds himself face to face with that big giant bug. And he can't help himself. He blurts out, it's clobbering time. Which, the gag about Ben's voice isn't really all that funny in a comic book. So, Ben proceeds to punch the bug upside its head. And as they fight, Reed pokes his head in and tells Ben not to hurt the bug. You know, I asked earlier if supporting Michael Bloomberg made Reed a Democrat or a Republican, and I forgot. He's a massive liberal, even more so than me. I'd be like, squash that bug, kill it. And Reed's like, no, don't hurt the bug, don't hurt the bug. Meanwhile, Mr. Suardi is telling the scientist to hurry up and examine that piece of cloth, steal its secrets, because he has to give it back to Johnny Storm. But they're looking at it in the microscope, and written on one of the atoms are the words, if you can read this, you've just violated our contract. And then the cloth seems to turn into some kind of green goo that wraps itself around Mr. Suardi. Since when can unstable molecules do that? And then Johnny's standing at the door, saying, BUSTED! And he's got the two scheming FF Inc. executives wrapped up in a lasso of fire. And Johnny says, Kyle and Cartman here tried to trick me into signing away the rights to something they knew I couldn't sell and then rat me out to the boss to get me booted. Kyle and Cartman? Such an old and outdated reference to pop culture from 2003. Okay, actually that one still kind of stands up. By examining the piece of cloth, Mr. Suardi has voided the contract and Johnny burns it up. He goes on to say that they have to keep people from examining the unstable molecules because if they're unlocked before he can finish, a group of scientists come running in, try crying danger. What happened? They had a stolen sample of unstable molecules, and they unlocked them. Johnny wonders, what kind of stolen sample? They run into another room and find that stolen sample came from Johnny's stolen wallet. And the reaction from unlocking the molecules has caused this scientist to... Well, it looks like he's been melted. He's a mess. Very gross. Johnny explains that the molecules... They're unlocked! They'll kick off a chain reaction with neighboring molecules, and it spreads unchecked, spreading fast. So now, the entire room is unstable, things are going crazy, and once again, it looks like one of Reed's inventions has put the world in danger. Good job, Reed. How come in 494 issues, this is the first time we've ever heard of unstable molecules not being, you know, 
very stable. Well, I guess that kind of explains the name. So if you have any questions about the Fantastic Four, about this podcast, or if you need relationship advice, you can email me at podcastff at gmail.com. Come on, send me an email I can read on the air. Follow me on Twitter, Dave Elliott at podcastff. I've got like six followers. Like, how do I get more? I don't know. What do I have to do to get more followers? Shirtless bathroom selfies? I don't know. You can download other episodes of iTunes or find them all at www.podcastff.podbean.com. So long, kids. This podcast is over. Tonight the city's like a Pac-Man board. I want to know how many power pellets till I get to your door. All the angled streets and the blinking lights. How many of my clothes on your floor? How many